Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. The world's Muslims began celebrating Ramadan on April 2nd, while the Jewish faith celebration of Passover starts April 15th. Most Christians celebrate Easter on April 17th, and Orthodox Easter is on April 24th. The unique convergence of these holy days is worth noting, pondering, and learning from. This year really does offer us a unique opportunity to take a step toward greater understanding and appreciation for culture, identity, religious tradition that are different from our own. But there's a common misconception out there about these interfaith efforts that we strive to have. It's sometimes assumed that you have to dilute your own identity or tradition in order to appreciate someone else's. The end goal seems to be sameness, and that is not the case. Oneness is not sameness. In some places around the world, we're actually losing religious communities. One author noted, the disappearance of community or culture from a society leaves a hole that can never be filled, a wound that can never truly heal. What was seen as other actually turns out to be a vital, irreplaceable part of ourselves. I think that's an important message for all of us. So as we look at that, uh, we live in this fast-paced world where we're not taking time to do something that all of these faith traditions encourage their followers to do. To slow down and to experience for themselves the power of awe, reverence, and wonder. And so just to be very clear as we begin this little exploration into awe, reverence, and wonder from these cultures, it's natural to mistake that reverence belongs to a religion. And that's simply not the case. I've actually experienced awe in a Shinto shrine, a big cathedral, a Buddhist temple, and an old wooden chapel in the middle of nowhere. Not only is reverence not just tied to a single religion, it's equally disconnected from any. Reverence has more to do with the dynamic power within us that causes us to think differently. I've experienced that feeling uh, far from churches, uh, on mountainsides in the Scottish Highlands, and looking at a beautiful lake, hearing wonderful music, reading words of poets or prophets or philosophers. And on many occasions, I felt those feelings when I simply forced myself to sit still and block out the noisy world around us. So why talk about reverence in the context of these three religious movements that are all converging in 2022? Because in our fast forward world, we've forgotten what it means. And we forgot what it means individually and in our in our lives, in our community. Uh, Reverence actually fosters leadership and education. Reverence kindles warmth in friendship and families and community life. And the really interesting thing is without reverence, Things really do fall apart. The Greeks, before Plato saw reverence as this bulwark of society. 
And I have come to firmly believe that without reverence, people don't know how to respect each other or how to respect themselves. Without reverence, an army cannot tell the difference between what it is and a gang of bandits. Without reverence, we cannot explain why we should treat the natural world with respect. Without reverence, a house is not a home, a boss is not a leader, an instructor is not a teacher. We each must find the seeds of reverence. Uh, They often get hidden deep within us, but we can nurture them and help them to grow, often by looking outside of ourselves and appreciating what we see in others. It's also true that without reverence, rituals become very empty, even holy days, holidays. Reverence is the difference between a a feeding time and a family meal time, the difference between eating food and dining with friends. Uh, Without the virtue of reverence and that slowing down to feel the awe, respect, and power that seem to be common in all of these holy days, people just kind of exist as they continue in that meaningless chase and rat race that we call life. So sadly, we live in this world that actually celebrates the irreverent rather than the reverent. Uh, The irreverent are those that are arrogant and shameless and always calling attention to themselves, thinking that they are the center of the universe. Each of these holy days that are converging this year actually do the opposite. They shift our focus to something bigger than self, something beyond uh, who we are and our center of the world, center of the universe mentality. And so as we look at that, the month of Ramadan, of course, is physically and emotionally taxing. It involves fasting from sunrise to sunset every day, staying up late to pray or spend time with loved ones, waking up in the pre-dawn hours uh, for an early morning meal before the sun comes up, praying five times each day, reading the Quran more than usual. And for many, attending uh, extended evening worship services that can last several hours. So the month is also a period of intense introspection. This is one of my favorite components to Ramadan. Uh, It's that introspective moment, that awe, reverence, and wonder tend to happen. During Ramadan, Muslims are to avoid conflict and weigh their words and deeds more carefully than normal. And while charity is always a mandatory part of Muslims year-round, they're supposed to increase their good deeds and their focus on others During Ramadan, Uh, from the prophet Muhammad, he declared that Ramadan is one of the doors of mercy flung wide open as an opportunity for soul cleansing. Ramadan is the month whose beginning is mercy, whose middle is forgiveness and whose end is freedom. I love that. Elder Ulysses Suarez of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints spoke recently about this awe, reverence and wonder From a Christian perspective, he said, therefore, when we intentionally and truly dedicate ourselves to look unto him and learn from his perfect example, we come to know him better. We grow in enthusiasm and desire to incorporate into our lives the ultimate standard of how we should live, the example we should set and the commandments we should follow. Elder Suarez continued, we also gain additional understanding, wisdom, divine character, and grace toward God and our neighbors. He concluded, I assure you that our ability to feel the Savior's influence and love will be intensified in our lives, magnifying our faith, our desires to act righteously, and the motivation to serve him and others. Our gratitude for the blessings and challenges we experience in mortality will solidify and become part of our true worship. And then finally, 
turning to Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, uh, who passed away far too soon. But he gave what I think is one of the great statements about celebrating Passover. Rabbi Sachs said it this way. Passover is the oldest and most transformative story of hope ever told. It tells of how an otherwise undistinguished group of slaves found their way to freedom from the greatest and longest-lived empire of their time, indeed of any time. It tells the revolutionary story of how the supreme power intervened in history to liberate the supremely powerless. It is a story of the defeat of probability by the force of possibility. It defines what it is to be a Jew, a living symbol of hope. Those are extraordinary words from Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs. And as we think through these extraordinary world religions uh, and the convergence of such significant holy days, it is such a good reminder for all of us that we can have a holy envy by looking at those who think different, who believe different, who live different than we do. There's much to learn. And I think all of us this week can slow down just a little bit because if we do... And if we look outside ourselves, we will see bridges that need to be built, understanding that needs to be created, awe and wonder that needs to be experienced as we learn from one another. Remembering oneness is not sameness. And the convergence of these three religious holy seasons should lead all of us to greater awe, reverence, and wonder. I'm Boyd Matheson. That wraps it up for us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio today. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Utah's choice for 100 years. More breaking news, traffic and weather together, and conversation about important stories. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. Thank you for 100 years of trust. We have found uh, Elizabeth Smart. She is here and well and healthy uh, in our station. From KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.